Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Nice cock! Nice cock! that you fucking got me interested in starting in podcasts. So, of course, I think you're super talented. I got your back and I apologize, man. Goddamn, I live in a fucking tropical region and it's been raining all goddamn day. Yeah, I get it, man. <laughs> I do. Okay. All right. So what have you been up to, man? How's How was your weekend? Fine, actually. I went up to Lincoln and just hung out. Got out of town. How far away is Lincoln? Like an hour and a half, uh, hour and 15 minutes. Now, is Lincoln considered like a, a semi big city or is it is it still small? It's a small town. Yeah. Well, I mean, what are you up there for to visit family and stuff? You got a girl up there? No, visiting uh, family and friends. Yeah. My cousin lives up there. My grandparents live up there. I know shit. I used to go to school there, so I still know people that live there. So it's always a good time. Now, do a lot of people get it confused when you say Lincoln? They're like, oh, you went to Lincoln, Nebraska? I mean, mean, Lincoln, Nebraska is the most famous Lincoln, right? Yeah, I would guess so. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, if I said that anywhere other than Montana, probably. Um, Yeah. But around here, no, they know what you're talking about. Everybody's like, yeah, that's where the Unabomber's from. That's the only real claim to fame. That and some douchebag. You did mention that. Was he born and raised in Lincoln? No, they're family. Family had a cabin there. So when he fucking had his little meltdown or whatever and left being a teacher and he went and hit up up in Lincoln. Now, is it is it really wooded, mountainous? Like, yeah, yep. It it's in the middle of a valley. And there's a bunch of mountains surrounding it. So that was kind of hard for them to be able to get to the Unabomber at the time. I would have to imagine. Yeah, uh, honestly, if his brother wouldn't have rat him out, they probably would have never found him. Are you fucking kidding me? See, because I I love history. History is my favorite subject. And his brother ratted him out. Yeah, the FBI came to his brother's house and they were asking about his whereabouts and they because they couldn't find him. And he's like, did you check her cabin up in Lincoln? They're like, what? You have a fucking cabin in Lincoln? So they swarmed up there and that's where he was. Hey, so what would it take you? What would it take for you to rat your brother out? Because I know I have two things. If he raped a woman or or committed a crime against a minor, like a, a boy or a girl, I, I, I would help uh, the authorities out. But even if he killed somebody, I'd be like, I'm going to wait until I hear all the facts of the story. I mean, what would it take you to rat out an immediate family member? Um, I don't know if they're molesting somebody and I found out I'm going to handle that my own fucking self. I'm not going to get the cops involved. They're going to just disappear. But um, it, to rat on somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, it would have to take a lot, honestly, because it's usually keep your mouth shut. But there's certain times when you should speak up. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, I mean, like when um wannabe radio guys especially from canada that want to talk shit you know yeah because i'm not mentioning anybody by name because i ain't giving them the fucking time of day yeah i don't know man it sounds like a dude that's hard up for content obviously if he's critiquing my work you must be fucking really hard up for content 
See, and and that that was the first thing because I I had a text conversation with a certain person and 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 I was like, what the fuck are you doing, man? Like, you want to call out one of my guys, and and it, it just shows how desperate this person is, in my opinion, because yeah. if if you're gonna go after my podcast, and and, and you know what I told him, I said. Charlie, Charlie has worked on more legitimate terrestrial broadcast stations than you will ever get on. And I worked on a syndicated show out of New York. What shows did he work out of? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, he's paid he's for pay. play. Yeah, exactly. You're not syndicated if you're paying to be on somewhere, dude. And, and you know just- what else? You know what else that gets me? So... I mean, what do you think the definition of syndication is, Charlie? Like, you, you here, I'll, I'll tell you what, what mine is, and I want to hear yours. So okay. um, when I worked with the Monsters at Real Radio 104.1, that was clear channel at the time, okay? So, so the Monsters got on some other clear channel radio stations. That's not syndication. That's simulcasting, in my yes. opinion. Wait, I mean, what do you think? Yes, I agree. Syndication would be like what Howard did back in the day. Um, on being other a, radio companies. And being paid for that. Not giving yes. it away for free. Not paying to be there. Being paid to have your show on their stations. They are making money off you. You're cutting fucking commercials for the station, taglines and shit, because you are getting paid by them. See, that's that means- syndication. Like, um... Uh, that show uh, Ace and TJ or whatever, they're syndicated. They're in a bunch of different markets, and they're paid for it. They own their own little syndication company. That's where, if anybody's an old Stern fan, that's where Tracy Millman went to work. Grillo, you douche. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize this. You know, when they they simulcast something, um, like, for example, when Clear Channel came to Russ with the monsters and said, Hey, we're going to put you on some other clear channel radio stations. They were like, Hey, we're doing this either way because we own your show. You're under contract with us. And we're going to put it on our other clear channel radio stations. And you really don't, you're not going to get any more money. I mean, they could have gotten other ratings bonuses and stuff like that, but that's on syndication. And I'm not trying to take anything away from what Russ and the Monsters did. It, it's No, it's it, nice to be on into different markets. It, it fucking helps generate more interest for goddamn sure. Who wouldn't want to be in more markets? Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was even a if great it's only, thing. only Even if it's only within the same state, it's actually probably better then because you can actually go and visit those other stations. But do you want to know what Clear Channel was doing at the time? Because, you know, whenever you're going in and out of break, you usually, you know, talk about the station like you're listening to the monsters in the morning on real radio. But they would always say real radio 104.1. But all the stations that they put the monsters on that, you know, they they called it the real radio network. So all the stations that we ended up on, they ended up flipping the format and they ended up calling the station real radio oh so they just built it around the that makes sense i mean i don't know you could always just cut out of it right before he goes into commercial hey you're listening to and then hit your own thing well I mean, you know what they did they, 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 
they told us not. They just told us to say you're listening to real radio. We we wouldn't even give the the station dial. Yeah. So then it just covers everything. <clears throat> yeah, but you know what was a pain in the ass, Charlie? And and you're an editor. You edit stuff. Uh, whenever like the monsters would be in best of, uh, we we were limited to what we could play for best of. And whenever Russ would take a phone call, he would say, you know, like, uh, for example, hey, Charlie, thanks for calling Real Radio 104.1. I would have to go through like 20 minute segments at a time. And every time he took a phone call, I would have to slice out the 104.1 part. Yeah. So it just said you're yeah, the real radio. I get Uh, it. I've had to do that. Dude, I've had, like, to do that, I've had to do that shit on mini discs. You know how hard it is to fucking edit something you can't see? Charlie, all right. So a lot of people hear you mention mini disc, okay? Now, when He's I started when, when I started at Real Radio, everybody was like, mini disc. That is where it is. That is the future. Mini disc is the future. Now, uh, it is a pain in the dick. To yeah. to edit on this because the thing about mini disc is that you can't just rip the audio off of a mini disc and put it onto a computer so you can edit it, right? No, you can. It's just oh, there, you can. You, yeah, you can. It's just when you go to edit anything on a mini disc, you can't see any of the audio, so you have to no, you can't see the wavelengths. Stop, and you got to fucking go back and take little pauses and ums out. Like the station manager at the public radio station that I still do stuff with, he can do it instantly. And I was like, I don't know how the fuck you do that. Give me audacity. I'll have it done in fucking two minutes. Yeah, man. It, and, and I don't know why. Why do you think Minidisc did not catch on? Because, because at the beginning, everybody was like, oh, the Minidisc. Because it's it, they're worse than editing fucking reel to reel because at least you can see where you need to cut stuff out. You don't. Yeah, you can't, real- there's no visual. I know how to do that, too. How many people Wait. know? Yeah, Mr. Radio Show up in Canada. What places have you worked at where you have to do reel-to-reel and use Wait. mini discs? That's old-school shit. You really edited reel-to-reel because... Yes. Because for you, you want to be honest? But they had it there, and I was like, fuck, can I play with this shit? And they're like, absolutely. So, yeah. I so you had there. to use the razor blade and the tape and everything oh, yeah. to put everything yeah. together? Yep. Wow. I just wanted to learn how to do it. Charlie, well, I like I'm gonna need to learn how to do all the time. I fucking hope not, but well, why not? It, it was there and I was getting paid anyway. I was like, fuck, I might as well play around with this shit. And but I only bring this up because I know a lot of our listeners probably don't even know what the fuck we're talking about when it comes it to this audio. It sucks. I, I know it does suck, but I've never done it, Charlie. And, and I got a brand new like respect for you. Because that is something that I've never done. Now, I came in right before uh, they they got rid of the reel-to-reel. And the thing is, is that in the production studios at Clear Channel, they, they still kept the reel-to-reels in the studios. But I never, ever got an opportunity to edit on reel-to-reel. And, and it really kind of pisses me off and, and disappoints me. Yeah, I was just sitting in the corner there, and I was like, can I play with that fucking thing? And the dude's like, I don't give a shit. And I was like, cool. 
So he showed me what to do, and I started, at, you know, taking little chunks out of stuff and editing some stuff and playing a little bit with it, and it was, you know, a great afternoon. Yeah, yeah Daniel. Daniel Dennis was, like, right before me. He had, like, five or six years before me, but he used to talk. He used to have to edit stuff on reel-to-reel all the goddamn time, and, and, and it blew my mind because I couldn't wrap around my mind on the whole concept because I I'm a very visual person and that's how I was trained because you look at waveforms yeah. to be able to look at how you can edit. And, and I don't think people actually get that, that, that have never worked in radio before. No, but if they actually sat down and looked at it, they'd be like, Oh, okay. I, get, I understand it now. It's, it's, it's so much easier when you have that visual. That's why I, I never understood editing on mini discs and stuff like that. Where it's really fucking hard, or back in the day when they had to use carts and shit. Good, good night. Man, that's, I'm, I'm glad that technology is actually better. But in that respect, there's a lot of sh- a lot of stuff that sucks about it. But man, in the early ages of like digital editing, um, when I worked at the Crow, learning how to edit. Now you couldn't like edit a waveform and like a straight line, if that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. so what you had to do is like, say you wanted a piece of audio at the piece of the, uh, at the front of the piece of the audio that you wanted, you'd have to leave a marker in the waveform. And then at the end of the piece you wanted, you'd have to leave a marker. Okay. But then you would have to take that piece and put it in a completely different timeline. And then you had to combine all of that together. And this was at the early ages of digital editing at like 98. The end of 1998 is when I was doing a lot of the editing. Yeah, you got to remember back to computers weren't that fucking great back then either. They were slow as fuck. And I could not get it. And and I, 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 could, I, I really never understood editing until i got to clear channel when i was working at real radio because they had a little bit more advanced i think i know what they were using uh spectral spectral was the first audio editing system that they ever used and you probably have never even heard of it before no it probably ended up becoming something else yeah, that's the other thing. Everybody forgets that Cool Edit Pro ended yeah. up turning into Adobe. Yep, Adobe's and, cool, but I mean, honestly, if you don't, if you really don't want to spend any money and you want to fuck around with audio, Audacity is probably the best free editing because it's super fucking easy. Did you ever work with Pro Tools? Yes. Well, I mean, what did you think? I liked it. I wish I had more time to fuck around with it. Yeah, yeah, because Clear Channel, you know, they're such a big company mm-hmm. that I'm almost absolutely sure that they cut a deal with like Pro Tools. Oh, to probably put, to put their equipment in all of their their studios. I I really do. I would I would bet so. The best part about where I was uh, the one radius cluster that I was working at was all the boards in the studios were the same. So you could literally go into all of them and just be able to pick it up right then. Yeah, a couple things were kind of different, you know, but for the most part, everything was the same. That was so much easier to do. It made you it know, retard proof, basically. 
you know what they switched to and at, at, at all the clear channel stations they they switched to completely digital boards now yeah. now instead of being able to look at the little meter you know the little arm that would tell you what what your your decibels were they yeah. don't have that anymore it's it's all on a computer screen so mm-hmm. you can see it and a lot of people that that kind of messes them up a little bit but do you do you want to also want to understand i was at clear channel now a lot of people don't realize this but profit or next gen I, I, do you know what i'm talking about profit yeah. next gen yes um we were using something called audio vault Yes, I've used Audio Vault as well. These are all systems where their music and stuff and commercials are cataloged and then you can play out of, yeah. basically. But when we switched to Profit, when they could start voice tracking, yes. at the beginning, all the personalities, all the jocks that were spinning music and all the talk radio people were like, oh, this is awesome. We can do so much with it because you had three pots that you can mix with and then you had another four pots that you could play audio off of. Uh, But then it only took about nine months before all the paid people realized, oh my God, they can take another person from another market and and put them on right here. And pay them less and get rid of me. And that's what they ended up doing. And that's what fucking 99.9% of music radio is. Somebody voice tracking a show. And Listen, another not, to, not to bust anybody up, but if you're listening to Sirius XM's 80s on 8 and you hear Nina Blackwood on at midnight, she ain't fucking there, bro. No. <laughs> she voice tracked that show a long ass time ago from her fucking house. And now with this COVID thing... No one's ever going to go back to a studio. Everybody's going to fucking voice track shit from their house, and it's going to be even lazier radio, and radio's going to get even worse. Now, Charlie, a lot of people are like, what is voice tracking? Now, you, you, can, you can look at the song that you're coming out of and going into. Yeah. And you can, you you can fade. You, you record it. Yeah, you can fade the music out in the previous song that you're coming out of. And and talk, you can fade it, and it looks, it, it sounds good uh, See, to the uh, untrained it, ear. Yeah, even now, you don't even have to fade anything out. You literally just record it, and the computer does all that shit for you. That's why it's even lazier radio, dude. That's why I get pissed off when they jukebox the fucking radio. Because if you're gonna do that, get rid of all the DJs and just play fucking straight music and hit IDs and commercials. That's it. Don't you know what? I would have more respect for that. I would as well. If you're, if that's what you're gonna do. Do that instead of listening to the same three people that aren't amped up about it. And you can tell that they're recording stuff. I don't know. It always sounded like stupid radio. They edit it down so it's all edited up and it it really doesn't fit anything. You can tell that they're recording it. Why just just come out and say that you're recording it then. Don't lie to your audience. Pretend like you're live because you're not. Hey, Charlie, do you think you could tell the difference? Now, say they get the greatest voice track jock. That knows exactly what he's doing. Would you be able to at least get three out of five? Like if I played a a break coming out of music, going into music, or even coming out of music, going into break, 
Do yeah. you think you would be able to tell the difference between live and voice track? Probably because there's only a handful of people that still do live shows. Yeah. You know, and, and you can and, tell too if they're giving out fucking phone numbers and shit like that. They're most likely live. I mean, yeah. for the most part, because they're not going to give away any numbers like that unless it's like call this for free, you know, for fucking tickets or some shit like that. But but you also yeah, but part. you know what though you you know how how they've even gotten like trickier on the whole deal, Charlie, is that they do these nationwide contests. So yes. so they'll do like something like that. And 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 it's all because all this is pre-planned so they can get pretty precise on the timing and mm-hmm. and they'll give out. Hey, we're, if you want to win such and such, go see Metallica live in concert, you know, dial yeah. such and such and such. And a lot of people don't realize that that's a national contest and you'll call in and they they most likely have people there answering the phone. Yes, they I they do um, sometimes. And most people don't realize, like a lot of these morning shows pre-tape the calls. So oh, you're yeah. not even really on the air then because yeah. I got to make sure you're not saying anything. A lot of these places don't have delays, so they can't have people on there live. First radio station I ever worked at was Ron and Fez at, at the Crow in Daytona Beach. Um, it was almost. Because I started, and then about six months later, they gave us a 12-second delay. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people don't realize this. When we wanted to take live phone calls, we had to record them while the songs were playing. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we would replay them. You got to cut it down a little bit real quick and fucking play them on the air. Yeah, and, and, and I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, I, I've done I've I've done talk radio most of my life, but I don't I, I I really don't think people realize the frustration, especially with Ron and Fez, because they were trying to get their chemistry together because Ron and Fez was right after Ron and Ron. Um and they were trying to figure things out and I and and looking back on it now I can't even imagine how frustrating that was for Ron Bennington and Fez Watley to to have to play like at least four to six songs an hour. And then you could talk the rest of the time. Could you only imagine how frustrating that was? Yeah, it's weird, especially the way that they do segments and stuff. It just it doesn't I don't know how the hell they did that. That's probably why they used that and got the fuck out of there. No, they did. They they were there for about a year and a half. And then when they got the call up to WNEW, you, you know what, though? I was really confused when that whole thing happened, Charlie, because Ron Bennington, he, he took me to lunch and I, I, I had no idea what was going on. It was yeah. one of the first times that Ron Bennington ever asked me to go out to eat with him and we went there uh and we were eating and and he had these pamphlets and all this stuff not not pamphlets but like folders and and he was like hey this is where we're going he laid it out on like this is what we're gonna do and it was the 
Ron and Fez, was it .net or .com? I think it, .net. Yeah, .net. It was, they were like, we're going to do an overnight show. And they, the whole premise of the show is Ron and Fez .net. We're going to be playing stuff off of the interweb. And, and I was like, I mean, it's a great fucking idea. Now, Ron was like, well, they want us to go to Washington, D.C. first. Well, oh, they I, actually I, wanted I, them to go to JFK first. That's yeah, WJFK. They, they ended up going there after uh, NEW got rid of yeah, everybody. Yeah, they, they skipped it. They did it backwards. And, and I've never gotten the story behind the scenes on that whole deal, Charlie. They because I, What's that? They flipped formats and then they kicked, they wanted Ron and Fez because they were still under contract. So they made them go down to JFK and they were fucking, I've listened to those shows. They were beloved there. And then they ended up getting the gig at Sirius yeah, or at dude. XM at the time. And then they ended up coming back on regular radio anyway when Opie and Anthony did. And they were on uh, whatever K-Rock became. Oh, the, yeah. The thing after K-Rock. What the fuck did they call that? I can't remember. It was a different name. Yeah. Um, but you want to know what, listen, I, you know how fortunate that I feel, Charlie, that I actually got to go to the WNEW studios. I got, I got to meet, I got to meet the whole Ron and Fez cast, but I also got to meet the whole WNEW cast, uh, with Opie and Anthony. I got to meet Opie. Yeah. Oh, I got to meet Jim Norton as well. Yeah. And, and 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 but get this, I also got to go to WJFK in Fairfax, Virginia. Okay. Uh, That's cool and, too. And you, this I don't know if you've ever heard this. Um, I went to WJFK. Not not the. It's not a very uh, modern radio studio at WJFK. And and I asked Ron. I was like, because you know what, like soundproof glassing sounds like or looks like, right? Yeah, it's it's thick, double pane. It's double pane, but the windows on the outer walls of the studio were actually bulletproof glass. That makes sense. Uh, it is a rough. Do you want to know why? Do you want to know why? Yeah. Here, let me let me ask you. Can you guess why the windows outside of the WJFK studio were bulletproof? Somebody tried to shoot out a host. Yes, G. Gordon Liddy. Okay, I wish that bullet would have hit him. He's his yeah. radio. <laughs> sucks. He's another uh, yeah. guy. I never should have been on fucking radio. What are you doing, you fucking bloated head? Yeah, but Ron explained that to me, and he was like, yeah, people would drive by the fucking studio and would shoot at the goddamn building, Charlie. That's crazy. See, and Ron and Fez fans would have dropped off booze and dope if that's what they wanted. But did you... Let me ask you. So, do you... And and I probably have already asked you the hideout. Did you ever hear of them? The hideout. Yeah, that was a show that came on. Oh yeah, on JFK. Yeah, JFK. Yes, yeah. Yes. Okay. I was like the hideout. You mean that shitty bar that's here in town? I was like, yeah, no. I've heard of it. No, 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 no. It was uh, J Dubbed and El Jefe. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it vaguely sounds familiar because it's been a while since I listened to any of the JFK stuff, but I do remember them talking about it. Dude, the worst, can I tell you the worst pain I've ever been in? Do you remember Crazy Jen? Yes. That you, yeah, Absolutely. well, she she came in and we did like this stunt off between me and Crazy Jen. Um, but the worst, they gave me this like ridiculous hot, hot sauce. And they gave me a spoon. Now, I'm not talking just a regular spoon. I'm talking about one of those big, like, plastic spoons that you mix soup with when you're cooking it. Yeah. Dude, I took that down. And I, oh, oh, get this. The same hotel that I was puking my guts in, uh, guts out in for the rest of the night because it felt <laughs> like somebody was stabbing me with a red-hot knife. It uh, was the same hotel that the D.C. sniper uh, got caught in. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was the same hotel that Marion Barry was smoking crack. And I was like, that would have oh, been. been way better, though. The D.C. sniper thing. I forgot about that, too. I remember listening, going back and listening to those shows on Howard and Yucko the Clown was walking around with a big target on his back, trying to get him to shoot him. But, you know, that that's why I like history so much, Charlie. I don't think people realize in that D.C. area that people were getting taken out. How would you have felt if you were a citizen, if you had to, hey, I need to get some gas. And while you're pumping your gas, like you would have that little itch in the back of your head because that itch in the back of your head is, Oh, I could get a goddamn uh, thirty odd six bullet right in my skull. Yeah, I'm just trying to get fifteen on pump ten and a pack of Marlboro Reds, not shot. Well, me, I'm not. I don't want to group you in with me, but have you ever been that type of white trash where you'll like, hey, I need some cigs, but I only got like seven bucks on me. So um, I want the cigs, and then whatever is left over. Yeah, it's I, I went on gas. I do the same thing. Whatever's left, put it on pump eight. Yeah, and you know what else? Oh, I got to go to work the next day, and I don't know if the leftover change from my cigarettes is going to get me to work. Yeah. Yeah, it was no cigarettes for me, booze, but yes, yeah, same thing. I've done it. Oh, I have. Dude, because I dipped smokeless tobacco, and I oh. would. I would. And, and, and I would put a dip in, but I would get a, a can of dip and I'd be like, oh, yeah, what? I got a dollar thirty seven left. Oh, yeah. Put it on the white PT Cruiser. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it was it had to be at least enough for a gallon. <laughs> I'm not doing under a gallon. Oh, I've done that. That's that's how bad <laughs> white trash that I am that I would I would do less than a gallon. I'm respectful white trash. Like if I got that much change, I'll go like shake it in and get dollar bills because I feel guilty about it. I hate fucking change, dude. I wish we would just get rid of it. Make every round everything up. Hey, but you want to know this? Um, speaking of white trash, I don't why I don't understand why they haven't like looked into this gimmick. Like with this coronavirus going on, these banks are actually giving you more than what your change is actually worth because there's like a coin sh uh, shortage. Yeah, I noticed that because some of the businesses here want exact change. So I was like, well, 
then make your fucking menu things in exact price, and then you will get exact change. Who carries yeah. around 99 cents? I fucking nope. don't. I've never understood that. Um, Jim Phillips at Real Radio always used to say, there's no reason for something to be 99 cents. It, it, it just, it's like, just stop being a dick. I would rather, if I have to pay a penny more, I... <laughs> I'm down for it, but fuck you if you're going to charge me 99 cents. Yeah, that's kind of why I like, like, I know Domino's does it in a few other places. They'll have the thing where you can round up for St. Jude. I always do that because I don't, I want to pay an even number. I don't want to pay fucking 14.88. Who wants to pay that? I don't at all. All right, Charlie, tell people how they can check you out. I think it is. On Twitter, you don't have the S at the end of it. It is CCA Production. Yes. Now, if they want to check you out on Facebook, now, I'm not absolutely sure about that. Do you have an S on the end of your Facebook page? It's actually CCA Productions Presents. Okay. On that one. And then, yeah, uh, and then the TikTok. What about TikTok? CCA Productions. There is an S on that one. The only reason why Twitter doesn't have an S is because somebody actually has CCA Productions, which I don't. What under- I mean? What kind of account is that? I don't know. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I'll I'll check it out. Maybe I can email the guy and be like, "Look, are you using this? Can I just have the fucking S and you can be production?" Yeah, because I I mean, it, listen, both me and you, and and I'm not trying to group you in with me. But I think we both have those OCDs, that ADD type things, where if we don't have things uniform, it it bothers the fuck out of us. Yeah, it does. Plus, it's just so much fucking easier for people when they don't have to go looking all over the goddamn. There's an S, there's not, there's presents, there isn't. What the fuck? I'm like, I know. You want to know what bugs the fuck out of me? The only social media account that I have that does not well no, there's two. Cause I I no, there is only one. Uh TikTok. TikTok is the only one where I had to go Tuttle on the radio. All the other ones are straight Tuttle. T U D D L E. But I don't think that's a bad thing on on TikTok anyway, because then they're like, oh shit, this guy does radio shit as well. So that probably actually helps. I I know, but I I just like. Do you remember? So somebody well, took the name Tuttle. You couldn't get Tuttle. Somebody no, had. I couldn't. I waited too long. You want to know why? All these hipsters and like nerds and shit. They all started using the word Tuttle, and I I still have not been able to figure it out. I and it it, it frustrates the hell out of me. What is a fucking, well. You're a tuttle. Well, no, oh. there's two things. They like people would like find random turtles and, and instead of calling them turtle, they would say, oh, I found the tuttle. And then the other <laughs> definition of tuttle, like T-U-D-D-L-E, is yeah. like, I guess, a hipster definition of a hug. Oh. At least it's not a hipster definition of a cuck. Yeah, well, I mean, man, I've never been a cuck. Uh, hey, oh, one, one last thing. What I mean, have you been following the story about Jerry Falwell's like son or grandson about being a cuck? No, I just vaguely heard about it. Uh, yeah, you know, dude. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess he likes to watch his wife bang people. Yeah, <laughs> and it was a fucking pool boy. 
course it I was. Think, I think down in South Florida, but now all these other younger kids are all coming out. Now, let me let me ask you this, and in, in closing. Um, but I fucked Jerry Falwell's wife. Probably is there money on the table? Yes. Okay. Okay, but I I I woke up because I I, I had a dream about this. About her. People that like to see their their chicks get fucked by another dude. Yes. Hear me out. You don't you don't have to answer either way. Okay. I had this thought. They're actually homosexual. Oh, okay. How so? Because I just want to see another dude. Another dude's penis going in and out of an orifice. Even though if it's a vagina or an asshole, um, or, I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I I just had that thought the other day. Is that what? Is that how you felt after you became one? I've never let any of my chicks fuck anybody. Hell no. No, they just did anyway. Um, I'm sure not my wife. The the person I was married to, no, I I, I really don't think she did. Uh, but I could possibly see some girlfriends that have done it. If Ron and Fez, when they were doing the NEW days, if they would have said, Tuttle, divorce your wife now, we'll give you a full-time job, would you have at the time? Do you want if I'm being honest, when yeah. Ron, Ron Bennington told me that, that, they were taking this thing. I mean, I was never officially offered a position, but they kind of really made it seem like I was. But I was only 19 at the time. You got to understand, I grew up in Volusia County. Um, never been to. If I'm, I've never been. I had never been to Orlando before, Charlie. Really? At that age. Um. Do you really think I could have handled uh, Manhattan at that age? And and it scared the fuck out of me. I don't know. I think it would have definitely been interesting. That's for sure. Man, the scared. Yeah, I, you know what? It would have. It certainly would have been because it's not like uh, New York was still seedy at that time. You know, this is yeah because that was before Julian or whatever, right? No, he was in there, but he was cleaning shit up. That's when he started getting rid of all the fucking nightclubs and shit and closing down like the limelight and tunnel and all that stuff that Peter Gation owned back when New York was cool. Yeah, but um, some of the scariest moments in my life was. Number one, when they gave me the tour of New York and the boroughs. Yeah. With I'd, Billy it, Staples. Well, yeah, Billy Staples is a good way to get beaten up anyway. Dude, and and at the time, I didn't realize it, but he was kind of a really crazy dude. I mean. Plus, he was a raging alcoholic. Oh, and I didn't know that either. You also want to know who else was there. And I kind of admire him sticking to the character and the gimmick was. Do you remember uh, Joe Pooh? Yes, he used to do the openings, too, on some of those NEW shows. But out of all the people, and and I really do have to go because we've we've been talking for almost 41 minutes. Nice. Out of all out of all the radio people I've ever worked for and, and it rarely happened. 
But the last person out of all the people I've ever worked for that I would would want to have true heat with, somebody that was actually really pissed with me was Fez. Was he? Dude. But he seemed to get pissed off at everybody during those that time. Dude, it, 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 it happened at the Crow, and I deserved it, okay? This is like, listen, I grew up in a small little town, no stoplights, no caution lights. And the first year I was there, well, and, and a lot of people don't realize this, about working in Daytona Beach, we had the event, the event months, okay? Yeah. We had we had speed weeks with uh, NASCAR. That was two weeks. Then we would have bike week. And then we would have three weeks worth of spring break. And then at the end, it would be black college reunion. So those three weeks during spring break, Ron and Fez had a nighttime gig at, I think, Razzles or maybe the Plaza. Um, and they wanted me to, but Ron and Fez expect a lot. They, they want you to help them make their life easier. Well, I was a virgin and there were fucking chicks, naked bikinis all over the world. I was trying to get late if I'm just being honest. Um, um, and, and I wasn't there for the final, like Mike appearance that ron and fez had but you want to know what fez said it's it if you're somewhere in this club don't bother fucking showing up to the radio show tomorrow Ooh, that's rough did you show up the next day yeah i did did you get just dressed down by fez oh my fucking god charlie um I, I will say this. He he didn't bring it on the air. Yeah. Oh, that's even worse. That means he's really pissed. Yeah, he didn't bring it on the air, Charlie. I yeah. I would get there an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 15 minutes before the show, but wow. it, it was bad, Charlie. And, and, and I'm glad you recognize that, that he didn't bring it on the air, but my fucking God. And- People got to realize this was a passionate Fez, too. This wasn't passive aggressive. This wasn't Fez with health problems. This wasn't Fez with uh, having doubts in his abilities. This This was Island Fez. Yeah, this was Fez, big swinging dick Fez that was like, yeah, um, it was not good, man. That's the show for today. Thanks for listening to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, don't be a dickhead. Do us a favor. Share, like, and subscribe to the show. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. The Tuttle Daily Podcast was brought to you by Total Wireless of Palm Bay, StitchYouUp.com, PocketBearClub.com. Special thanks to show intern Hannah and Charlie Alamo for their contributions. Additional imaging and production is provided by CCA Productions. Facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents show voiceover services brought to you by JC voiceover services.com. That guy's got a goddamn sexy voice. You should hire him. If you want to help support the show, paypal.me slash Tuttle on the radio comments, concerns. You want to let Tuttle know he's being a dick. Go to Tuttle at gmail.com to follow all of Tuttle's social media. Go to Tuttle.net. That's Tuttle with two D's 
www.tuttledaily.net. Thanks again for all your support, and we'll see you tomorrow on the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?